0: The U.S. Secretary of State has slammed China for taking potentially dangerous and destabilizing actions towards Taiwan. Speaking in a media interview that aired Tuesday, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken warned Beijing that the U.S. would continue to help Taiwan to defend itself. His remarks follow China's recent claims of sovereignty over the Taiwan Strait. China
1: enjoys
2: sovereignty, sovereign rights and jurisdiction over the Taiwan Strait.
1: Recently, China unilaterally claimed that the Taiwan Strait was its territory and could not be considered international waters. On Tuesday, the U.S. pushed back against the claim. In an email to Reuters, U.S. State Department spokesman Ned Price made it clear that the Taiwan Strait was an international waterway where freedom of navigation and overflight were guaranteed under international law. The U.S. is concerned about aggressive rhetoric and coercive activity from China, he said, stressing that the U.S. would continue to fly, sail and perform missions in the Taiwan Strait. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken also criticised China For undermining regional peace and stability. He said China should take the international community's robust response to Russia's invasion of the Ukraine as a warning.
3: Unfortunately, what we've seen over the last uh, few years is China acting more uh, repressively at home and more aggressively abroad to include um, actions that it's taken uh, with uh, with regard to Taiwan uh, that are potentially dangerous and destabilizing. One of the things I think that uh, China has to factor into any calculus is the uh, response that we've seen uh, to Russia's aggression in, uh, in Ukraine and so many countries coming together to stand against that aggression. We've been uh, very clear that uh, our commitment to help Taiwan has the means to effectively defend itself and ultimately, preferably, to deter any aggression.
1: Blinken reiterated the U.S. commitment to assist Taiwan with its self-defense. Meanwhile, Japan Prime Minister Kishida Fumio also made clear that the security of the strait was important to his country.
2: Peace and stability in the Taiwan Strait are very important. We will continue to tell China that this should be the common position of all nations. We believe that it is most
1: important to clearly convey this message. The U.S. and Japan are ignoring China's aggressive rhetoric and standing firm in their support of Taiwan.
0: Local officials promised support to fish farmers on Thursday, following China's ban on grouper imports from Taiwan. Speaking at a fish farm, Tainan Mayor Huang Huang Weizhe pledged to expand the grouper industry's domestic market. Over in Kaohsiung, City Mayor Chen Chi Mai touted the quality of Taiwan grouper and denounced China for its grouper ban. He said the city should help farmers sell to restaurants and mayor supermarket
1: chains. Fresh grouper in a fish hot pot, fresh grouper in teriyaki. More than a dozen delicacies are arrayed in a feast to showcase the versatility of Taiwanese grouper.
2: Everyone disapproves of what China is doing. Our farmers are full of complaints. China needs to abide by international trade norms. After all, our
1: fish farmers work very hard
2: raising these fish.
1: Kaohsiung Mayor Chen Mai touted a grouper at a promotional event on Thursday. Also on Thursday, Tainan Mayor Huang Zhe made a stop at a fish farm. He vowed to help farmers affected by China's grouper ban by expanding their domestic sales channels. In a show of support, he pulled out hard cash to buy packs of fish fillets right on the spot. I'm not very good at cooking, but I like pork
2: chops and fish steaks. These fillets should be quite nice as fish steaks. 800 NT for
1: two meals. That's
2: 400 NT a meal.
1: When it comes to expanding in the domestic market, group of farmers say their top challenges are getting the pricing right and convincing customers to use the fish in their kitchens. But with the support of new packaging solutions, cold chain logistics and product traceability systems, they're more optimistic than ever about their prospects at home. Wall Street rallied
0: on Wednesday after the U.S. Federal Reserve lifted rates by an expected 0.75 percentage points. The Taiwan Stock Exchange rose in early trade to a high of 16,209 points before coming under heavy selling pressure. Shipping stocks led the decline. Institutional investors sold a net of 3.52 billion NT and the index fell 1% to end below the 16,000-point mark. Once again, let's hear from an analyst.
1: The Fed raised rates by three basis points, which was in line with traders' expectations. So that removed a bearish factor from the market but the U.S. Federal Reserve will continue to raise rates in the second half of the year, so the Wall Street rally will be short-lived. If the Wall Street rally only lasts two days, Taiwan shares will have a tough time staying above 16,000 points.
0: The Fed has signaled a series of aggressive rate hikes to tame inflation. Hikes are likely on July 28, September 21, November 3, and December 14 at the Fed's policy meetings. On Thursday, Taiwan's central bank followed the Fed with its own interest rate hike of 12.5 basis points. Andres Diaz de Ribago, a Jesuit priest who served Taiwan for half a century, has died at the age of 104. Born in Spain, he served Taiwan as a teacher and a doctor. He received a medical contribution award from the Ministry of Health and Welfare. He was also the first foreign national to receive Taiwan citizenship in recognition of his service to society. Upon learning of his passing in New Taipei, former Vice President Chen Jianren posted to tribute to Facebook where he remembered the priest as a model of faith.
2: Spanish-born priest Andrés Díaz Rabagó died peacefully at 10.20 a.m. at the infirmary of Furen Faculty of Theology of St. Robert Bellarmine. He was
4: 104.
2: De Rabagó once gave an exclusive interview to FTV five years ago. He served Taiwan for more than half a century, dividing his time between hospitals and nursing homes. He worked tirelessly for the people and became the first foreign national to be granted Taiwan citizenship based on his contributions to the country. At his citizenship ceremony, he appeared visibly moved and at a loss for words. De Rabago came to Taiwan in 1969 with a double doctorate in medicine and theology. At National Taiwan University's College of Medicine, he both taught and practiced medicine, dedicating his time to healing the sick and training generations of doctors. On social media, former Vice President Chen Jianren posted a warm tribute to the priest. For many Catholics in Taiwan, De Rabakau was not only a priest but a father figure who used the power
1: of love to heal the wounded and the vulnerable. He was extremely devoted to medical service and education. He can be said to be a key figure behind Furan Catholic University and its School of
4: Medicine.
1: The most important thing is that his story will not end here. It will continue to be told to the next generation. In accordance to his wishes,
2: Thuravago's body has been donated to the Furin Catholic University School of Medicine. His body will be used for medical training, helping students learn and serving as his final gift to the world.
0: The Eden Social Welfare Foundation is holding an exhibition featuring the works of 20 artists with disabilities from June 10th to June 17th artists are from the foundation's Taipei Wanfang Center for Disabled People, which provides care for disabled adults and help them to learn new skills. Colorful paintings fill the wall. There are paintings of beautiful scenery at Qingjing Farm, Hualien's Qingsui Cliff, and more. They're the masterpieces of people with disabilities from the Taipei Wanfang Center for Disabled People.
4: In recent years, due to the epidemic, some physically and mentally handicapped people have had fewer opportunities to go out. We don't want them to lose their expectations of going out. The theme of the exhibition is travel. There are currently more than 20 people's artwork on display. The styles range from oil painting, realistic, and crayon creations. I hope that people with disabilities will look forward to future travel opportunities.
0: The Taipei Wenfang Center for Disabled People provides daycare for 52 people with disabilities. They also provide training for them to learn new skills.
4: We currently we are currently serving 52 people. We are a daycare institution. We help people who have intellectual disabilities or are autistic. One highlight of our center has always been the extension of creation, allowing them to achieve results, gain confidence, and even gain some work-related incentives.
0: The art exhibition will be held at the Taiwan Contemporary Culture Lab till June 17th. FTV reporters Stephanie Yang and Lee Han in Taipei. Taiwan is finally past the peak of its Omicron COVID wave. On Thursday, the CECC reported just 63,170 new cases, a significant drop from the week before. It also announced that hospital bed occupancy had fallen below 7,000 for the first time in weeks. Although case counts are still high in the South, the epidemic is slowing for the nation as a whole. The CECC says it expects to see an even sharper decrease in case numbers next week.
1: The CECC reported 63,170 new domestic infections and 373 moderate to severe cases on Thursday. Case counts are significantly lower compared to the week before. The CECC is predicting an even bigger drop in case numbers next week.
2: Following the plateau period, there will be a continuous decline every week. At present, this trend is more obvious in the north. Taiwan's central and southern regions are about to start dropping from a peak, so we hope to see a more obvious decline next week. The epidemic is still lingering in a plateau phase, so we must not take this lightly. All government agencies should still be paying attention, especially
1: to children. The easing epidemic can be seen in the number of occupied hospital beds. From the end of May to mid-June, more than 7,000 people were hospitalised in specialised COVID wards. On Thursday, that figure dropped below 7,000 for the first time in weeks. The epidemic is slowing most noticeably in Greater Taipei, followed by central Taiwan. Although hospital bed occupancy remains high in the south, it's going down for Taiwan as a whole. Experts say the country has exited the so-called plateau period of the epidemic, although more observation is needed to be sure. Also on Thursday, the CECC said that it will conduct a second blood serum antibody survey. We will test samples from January to June, which is the period
2: when the epidemic surged in Taiwan. We will test for N antibodies in about
1: 36,000
2: samples taken from blood banks across the nation.
1: These 36,000 blood samples will be tested for antibodies to determine if there are invisible transmission chains in the community. Blood donors who do not wish to participate in the survey can call the 1922 hotline to opt out. With the pandemic slowing, Taiwan has relaxed its quarantine requirements, while capping arrivals at 25,000 a week. On Thursday, the CCC released rules for people who undergo self-health management at quarantine hotels. During the later
2: four days of self-health management, if a person tests negative on a rapid test, they are permitted to leave their quarantine hotel for necessary errands, including for work and for necessary shopping, etc. They need to show the hotel that they tested negative in the past two days.
1: During the four days of self-health management, arrivals are forbidden to spend the night outside of their hotel. If they fail to return to their hotel at night, they will be reported to authorities and could face a fine. After nearly
0: 27 years, Internet Explorer was put to rest on June 15, the iconic Microsoft product first launched in 1995. It reached peak popularity in 2003 when it had a market share of 95 percent and was the world's top web browser but its usage has gradually declined due to its relatively slow speed and performance issues. Last month, its global market share was only 0.64%. Now that it's retired, users of Internet Explorer will be directed to its replacement browser, Microsoft Edge.
4: The design from
1: 1995 is not in line with our needs today, including in the areas of security and usability. Samsung and Apple, which dominate the mobile phone market, have built-in mobile browsers like Chrome and Safari. According to browser usage data compiled by
0: Earthweb, a research organization, Google Chrome has a market share of 64.95% globally, followed by Apple Safari at 19.01%. Microsoft Edge, in third place, only has a market share of 3.99%. When was the last time you picked up a good book? Do you find the sea of choice at a bookstore intimidating? If you need some guidance, we know someone who can help. Zhao Jiayi found that the best part of owning a bookshop was chatting to the customers. He always wanted to know what books they were enjoying. After devouring tens of thousands of books, he's a walking encyclopedia of the written word and puts it into good use choosing books for other people. (coughs)
3: A
2: smartly dressed fellow in a fedora wanders down the aisle, picking up a pile of books and flicking through them. This is Taiwan's first ever book selector Zhao Jia Yi aka Silver Quick.
3: I think the most human and friendly way to do this is you have to have a sense of the whole bookstore at least and know of what the books are and how they're categorized and what is worth reading in the different titles. <laughs> <laughs> Zhao
2: chats about the little things with the customers he meets. His boy-next-door persona puts people at ease and allows them to be vulnerable about what's most important to them In just half an hour, he can get a sense of what the reader might want and compile a reading list just for them.
3: There was a middle school kid. He wanted to learn how to spend the final moments with a relative who was about to pass away. So I would look for books to do with end-of-life care, or that discuss what life and death are, perhaps picture books, or perhaps novels.
2: Over the last eight years, Zhao's lent a listening ear and hand-chosen books for hundreds of customers. He's also helped pick out book displays at all the major libraries and bookshops across Taiwan. But it's not been a simple road to get here. Zhao has read more than 50,000 books of all genres. He can't afford to be picky. The Japanese studies graduate has translated more than 30 books and published six volumes of his own poetry and essays. He previously ran a second-hand bookstore and publisher, and through all of that experimentation, he finally landed on his perfect job, selecting books for other people.
3: I'm right about 70-80% to of the time. The reason I can do this is because I've chatted to so many customers who have read. Those chats gave me a lot of inspiration and support. Choosing books or reading will not disappear because of changes in the media or the whole world going more and more toward digital communication. There will always be people who feel lost in a vast sea of information. I think a book selector should provide a guide.
2: Three years ago, Zhao even published a board game about his work for anyone curious about the art of book selection. If you're wondering how to pick the right book, it might be a good place to start.
0: Artificial intelligence is getting applied to more and more tasks these days. Now engineers and animal science experts have built a smart system to detect dirty eggs. Teachers and students from National Jia Yi University hope this system will make life easier for farmers as they deal with challenges among their chickens
2: eggs pass in front of the camera. If they're dirty, the system knows straight away. This real-time dirt detection system was developed by students and teachers of National Jai University. It uses artificial intelligence and image detection systems to help farmers manage their eggs.
4: We use artificial detection to see A is clean, B is dirty, C is very dirty. It gives a quantitative result. The identification rate is 70 to 80 percent. With the classifications of cleanliness, it means we can know better whether there's something that we need to pay attention to or improve, whether it's in the feeding in a certain hen house or the health.
2: Animal science professor Zhao Qingxian says that hens' health, the way they're fed and their diet, plus the environment, can all be factors that result in dirtier eggs. The new smart system makes egg production more automatic, which could help farmers spot problems and make changes sooner.
4: We can't sell a broken egg. If there are lots of broken eggs, it's a problem with our hens. What matters is the condition and quantity of the eggs and seeing if they're dirty. So we wanted to develop a system to count the number of
2: these eggs chicken farmers are already expressing interest in the system. Next, the team wants to expand it to include a mechanical arm, which could make the retrieval of eggs fully automatic as well.
0: Inflation is high on everyone's mind right now. It seems like a dollar buys less than less. But at one breakfast diner in Zhanghua, prices are as reasonable as ever. So much so, in fact, that customers can hardly believe their eyes. Let's take a look.
2: Customers take their food to the counter and get a shock when the bills added up. (coughs) An egg pancake for just 10 NT? That's the reality at this diner in Zhanghua where everything costs between 5 and 30 NT. Netizens are hailing the shop for its exceptional bargains. A small soy milk is 5 NT and a large just 10 NT. A generous box of fried noodles is 30 NT. Lots of groups make a pilgrimage to the site to see these incredible prices for themselves. You can get fried noodles, a hot dog and an egg pancake for less than 50 NT. This customer thought it might have been an outdated legend, but no, it really is that cheap. Everything here is self-service. Just help yourself to what you want. These days, it seems everything's getting more expensive, but not here. The simple pleasure of a good breakfast is enough to make anyone's day.
0: The 9th Asian Artistic Gymnastic Championship kicked off in Qatar on Wednesday. On day one of camp- competition, Taiwan was represented by Olympic silver medalist Li Zhikai Kai on the pommel horse and horizontal bar star Tang Jia Hong. Lee is making his first international appearance since the Tokyo Olympics last year. He scored 15.100 in Wednesday's qualifier, setting the best score in his category and advancing to the finals. Tang is currently in fourth place in the men's all-round event and has a good chance at winning a medal.